This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I didn't get a picture for the gram. Woody Williams was career 132 and 116 and was an all-star in 2003 for the Cardinals. Nice. Who came up with that band name? Chumbawamba. I don't know. It's like Oompa Loompa, but Chumbawamba. The Business on Top Podcast. I am back. What it do, baby? Woo! I was dying before the show started at this Instagram video that I showed you guys before the show started. And I am not sure what your experience is with mascots and uh, dressed up characters. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I want to credit the Instagram handle that had it. But this was a birthday party video that was probably from somewhere in the United States. At least it looked that way. It looked like it looked like this party could have been in like Palm Beach Gardens or probably something. Miami. So yeah, maybe somewhere in Dade County. I'm thinking probably Opalaka. And you have a bunch of kids hanging out at their birthday party trying to dance like Michael Jackson. Meanwhile, you have two characters dressed up as you have two people dressed up in character as Mario and Sonic, and they are dancing to Billie Jean, and they are killing it. Yeah, yeah, we've You'd seen guess that. It was Michael Jackson in the costume. We, I mean, it it might have Michael Jackson reincarnated. The moonwalk that Sonic did, I mean, this is what, a 12-second video? The moonwalk that Sonic did was like textbook. Yeah. If we I can mean, show it, we, sh- we should probably put I'll try and put it up there. He's yeah. dancing in his spare time, and my favorite thing that happens at the end of this video, Mario is dancing all by himself. Like he, He's on the other end of the yard. He does uh, not give a shit about in, these kids. In the zone. But he, he is dancing to Billie Jean like he's hearing it for the first time, yep. but does all the dance moves. And so what he does at the very end, and it just cracks me up to this day, he's got his hand on his hat, and then with his left hand, the second before the video ends, we get a little bit of this. Can the camera see that? No, the camera didn't see that. Oh, I got to get higher then. Okay, go higher. Oh. All right, we get one, two... I mean, it is Michael Jackson right. like you That's have a, never I'm seen. This is a preview of our, uh, our OnlyFans. I'm going to have to blur that out when I edit it. Yeah, yeah. It's a preview of our – if you guys want to subscribe to our OnlyFans. Um, DM us. Be a, DM us. $99 a day <laughs> for, for great content like me pretending to be Mario, pretending to be Michael Jackson. So before we start the show, I know this is like very untraditional because we usually do it at the end, but – I know I texted you guys when it happens, but I want us to start the show with a get out of here because, you know, I went on a, an airplane uh, for the first time since the pandemic started. And All right. Congrats had, on popping that Yeah, cherry. yeah. Finally got it out of the way and um, had an early morning flight, right? Got to the airport around 530 for a 7 a.m. flight. And um, can I, you know, I'm just going to jump in here. If you want to look at this video, we're going to upload our show tonight, but... Uh, before you want the YouTube version, if you want to go over to Instagram, it's Hackney's Finest. H-A-C-K-N-E-Y-S-F-I-N-E-S-T underscore. If you want to catch that video of Mario and Sonic. There you go. Um, and, you know, you're going through TSA. And, you know, TSA is a very hectic time as it is because 
You got to pull everything out of your backpack. You got to take your shoes off in the matter of like 10 seconds, right? Like you don't want to hold assuming up the line. Assuming you're not pre-check, yes. Yes, assuming yeah, assuming you're in the peasant line like myself, pre-check? like you're not pre-check. Pre-check. Okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> I, I'm with I'm with the with the common folks. Um so, you know, you're in line and it's early in the morning, like didn't have any coffee or any caffeine yet and I take everything out, you take your electronics out, you take your toiletries out and um I, I put everything through the belt, and as I'm walking up to the metal detector, like, I realize I have my Apple Watch on, and um, I start going, like, whoa, like, I have my watch on, like, can I put it back in? Like, and I start going, like, I don't want to go through this thing, have it go off, because and then, you, like, Yeah, because get you know surged. they're going to pull you out of line, that's, right. an extra, that's an extra 10 minutes, right. which can take a lot of time, especially if you have to go to a terminal that's far away. Right, so I tried being proactive, I was like, I still have my watch on, and the response I got from the TSA agent was, like, did we it was tell nice you? Nice and polite, right? I'm did sure. Did we tell you to take your watch off? And I'm just standing there, like you, like you said, electronic. She said, "You're fine. Walk through." Now, I walk through. I listened, but it's like I was trying to be like trying to help. Like, hey, I have my watch on. Should You're I take keep it the off? Line moving. It's and not like- I got attitude at at five thirty in the morning, pre-caffeine, from this. TSA agent who you know it wasn't warranted um speaking of TSA this is going to be super unconventional leading into a shower thought you got wow I think that's the first minute. time what in the history yeah I gotta here. get this all off my chest episode because 30 Ben is hitting a home run for you guys Ben is, is throwing a perfect game right, right off now. the bat all right uh, keep going get out of here into shower thought isn't it crazy how airport like the the security of our plane like being on a plane is up to one person who you know probably is our age maybe a little older like not no special title no special training but they're looking at a screen just to see if they see anything in your bags like if they come across a weapon or something possibly hazardous you're relying on someone at 5 30 in the morning who's probably half asleep to like analyze every single thing in every bag they see that's I mean, what determines the safety of the airport and the planes yeah i mean i mean it is it's tough yeah. it is terrifying isn't that crazy to think like, about it's one it's just it's look, not like some complex technology is one person well, watching they have the a tv machine yeah but he, it's someone who who stops and picks it out and it's like you know if that person if a, if like he happens to miss a gun or a bomb, God forbid, and it goes through, there's no second line of defense. So I know a little bit more about kind of what goes on at TSA because you know I have family members who have worked for TSA. Okay. Um, but yeah, I you know suffice it to say they are not sending MIT grads to yeah. do the X-ray machine at Nor- PBI or FLL, and yeah, they're not nice either because it's funny. When I flew out of Fort Lauderdale, or maybe it was Palm Beach, it doesn't really matter, they wanted me to keep my watch on, and then in Atlanta, they wanted me to take it off, and they were even ruder to me in Atlanta, because I told them that on the way, on this trip, on the way here, they wanted me to leave it on, so it doesn't seem like there's any kind of uniform procedure when it comes to what you should put on and leave off, it's almost like it's dependent on the airport that you go through. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny... When you talk about how precarious the line is that, you know, somebody can can put something in there and, and go through, 
Uh, there are certain airports where that happens more often than others. Apparently, Atlanta, I guess because it's the world's busiest airport, tops the list of most guns found at airport security checkpoints. And I remember reading something years ago about somebody who was, I guess, on a flight to Atlanta and just bla- brazenly tried to pack a gun in their suitcase. And, I mean, luckily they caught it, but at some point, you have to think, how many people are trying that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know about a gun, but I'm sure, like, you know, drugs or maybe a knife, like a pocket knife or something. And like, here I am being super guilty that my half-drank bottle of water from the flight over yeah. is still in my backpack on the flight home. Yeah, yeah. like they're the <laughs> like. I always think it should be a rule of thumb, especially if you have a liquid in a bottle. Like you should, they should just make you drink it on the spot. And if you digest it, chug it. Your punishment should be chug, chug it or you have. like drink like a good amount of it. Just and vodka if in, a, in a water bottle. You just sit here. Yeah, there. I mean, if the, you're TS, the TSA agents are like keeping track of who can ice the most people. <laughs> if you're willing, if you can drink it and you don't like collapse dead within a couple minutes, then why not just let it go through? That's a good prank. Just ice the TSA agent that's looking through the X-ray. Oh, Just put a Smirnoff right in there. And like your, next be, business on top will be from prison. Yeah, I feel like that would be a very you definitely Wait, get arrested. You wouldn't the, get arrested. It's just Smirnoff. You, you, you think that, but you know that they would. There'd be something that they would like. No. Is there is there an, true. is there an airport or a restaurant that you go to where if you're going through security and you've got some time, you always got to stop by. I think Sabaro is probably one of the most common ones that you can find. Oh, but I do I like I do like a nice Qdoba because there aren't that many Qdobas in Florida, if at all. I'm not aware of any. But uh, Qdoba, if you're going through Boston, if you're going through Atlanta, you actually definitely can have those. I tend to not eat at any of those. Yeah. I tend to get like go to the gift shop, you know, shops. And, uh, oh, nice. Wow. Stan with another home run. Wow, it's my my pep talk really fired him up. Are here's the Yanks the, bats coming alive? Wait, wait, no. here's yeah, oh, <laughs> no. this might be the flip. No, but I think the the goal. I think what we need to do is start talking more more crap about. Uh, oh, I'll Stan. talk all of it. I hate that guy. I think that he does better every time we talk about him like that. Good, so. I'll fuel it. Good. Um, but yeah, I I usually go like gift shop, like very light. I don't like you go get gummies and chips. Yeah, and yeah. like I don't want to risk. I don't want to risk like. Getting a very heavy meal and then being on the plane and you the, know one thing leads to another. Your the move is if your flight's longer bowels. Than, yeah. longer than three hours, I always get a pub sub and just put it in my backpack. Yeah, so I feel like that's very recent. That f- has food always been allowed through TSA? No, wait, yes, yes? yeah, you've always been allowed to bring food. What isn't allowed is when you're coming back from another country and you don't declare it. No liquids aren't allowed over a certain amount. Um. Well, but if you're, say you're bringing home cheeses from France, I know it's like the most extreme example. Parks and Rec. But yeah, you have to declare, yeah, thank you, (laughs) thank you, Ben Wyatt. But yeah, there's even, I remember a specific (laughs) example is when I was coming home from Milwaukee. And when I was in Milwaukee, they specifically checked to make sure that you don't have cheese, sausage, or chocolate in the airport because... A lot of the time, you can get that, and apparently that's very common in Milwaukee that people try to smuggle things in, like, cheese or, or sausage containers. Or, believe it or not, uh, Wisconsin's known for their chocolate, which I guess that goes with milk. Cheese and can chocolate? you imagine smuggling a syringe of, like, heroin in a, in, into a sauce, so- like, gutting a sausage yeah. and putting a syringe of, Putting like, it in heroin? the casing? <laughs> yeah. Like, a little, a little can, plastic bag. Can you imagine going, like... Being the x-ray guy, and it's going through, and you're like, 
Is that a sa- is that a syringe and a sausage? I would just let it go through. Like that guy tried, tried too hard. A lot. <laughs> you know, the sausage in the syringe. That guy's just- that guy's definitely biting a big chunk out of that sausage and is accidentally getting a taste of, yeah. of just pure Colombian uncut cocaine. <laughs> Narcos. Yeah. That, at that point, Part you just two. gotta let it go through and like, you know, kind of laugh it off. Is but. that your bag? Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> oh man, TSA. Yeah, gotta man. love them. You know, it's one of those things you can't live with them and you can't live without them. True. Yep. One one thing I've been able to live without for a really long time, as we close out this segment real quick, I do want to spend a couple more minutes on it. The New York Knicks. Oh, my God. Wait, you can my, live, live without them at oh, this point? for years. For years. For years, yeah. I have. I mean, when was the last time that we've ever Mellow. felt the need to talk about them? Mellow. They're the hottest team in the NBA, and dare I say, they're back. So I heard a crazy oh, my stat voice cracked. the other Woo. day. For the first time in history of sports, the Knicks were on a five-game win streak and the Yankees were on a five-game losing streak. First time it ever happened, ever in the history of sports. The Yankees it's are playing crazy. some lousy baseball right yeah. now. Well, not, actually, not, they, they turned it around recently, but not yet. it's the worst start we've had in a long time. Yeah, not yet. I won't declare a turnaround, but let's go back to the Knicks. I know VJ said it today, like he's trying to temper his ex- expectations or hopes of the Knicks because he doesn't want to jinx it. But the best kept secret in the NBA, the let, eight game win streak. Let's all be real, like the Knicks are a fun team to watch and they clearly are playing hard, but you know when playoffs come around they're probably gonna they're not gonna win a I series. don't know about that. The, never, our defense is I think was it top Three? I think they're the number league? one. I think they're number they one. According, number one. To, according to Stephen defense Smith, wins championships. They're the number one scoring yeah. defense in the league right now. And yeah. God, I really had to fall on the sword on this one. Remember when they made the Thibodeau hire? I was in the group text saying this wouldn't fix yes, anything. I do remember. I'm that. taking full responsibility <laughs> for it. I was so pessimistic heading into this season. Tom Thibodeau's a good coach. Yes, and he's got them playing your, ball. Your biggest worry was him running someone into the ground, and it's like. Julius Randle is playing 40 minutes a night. Who do the Knicks have to like? The Knicks don't have Randall. anyone to worry about Obi running Toppin's into the playing ground. Five minutes a game. Run them all into the ground. The Knicks yeah. haven't done anything to warrant like any clock management. Like they don't. Have you don't want to manage their loads. No, run them all into the ground. Get as many wins as you can out of them, and you know that's what Tibbs does. You know, Julius Randle. What is he? 26 years old. So he's got time to develop even more. Like he's not even close to being in his prime is yet. Is he that young? I feel like he's a little older. All right, let's find out. We'll look up Julius Randle. But on that note, I mean, LeBron, even LeBron tweeted about it. I don't know if you guys saw. I did but see that. He said, not. "When when the Knicks win, the NBA is basketball fun to watch. is just better. It's just fun. It's just better to watch. And Come it makes on, sense because it's the biggest market. It's the biggest market in the league. Zion, do you hear Zion teasing us? Too? Yeah." We get a little Zion next year. Little, uh, you heard it here first. Give me LeBron. I just want LeBron for one year. I just want to get a LeBron next jersey, <laughs> just for one. What's the possibilities of that? Zero. Point one. Maybe when he's like forty-six. So before before we go to break, Julius Randall has a nickname. Can you guess what it is? According to this is according to Basketball Reference. Wait, is it a recent nickname or is this? Like it's a, a nickname I've never heard anybody call him before. That's for sure. Big Jew. No. Um. Leas. Orange Julius. It's not Orange Julius. Oh, or, uh, but it should I was be. Say Orange Juice, but um. I don't know. Clutch something. Beyblade. Beyblade. Did he play Beyblade growing up? The Business on Top podcast. The world of crypto. 
changes every single day. I believe we have lost two hundred billion dollars in the market cap just yesterday. So there is some real pain it's going on. If slowly you're, uh, going up again for Elon Musk. It's there's some uh, there's some recovery happening right now, but there's a lot of new entries into the crypto world, and not a lot of people are used to that like twenty percent drop in price and then the slow recovery so people get a little scared but dogecoin who got meme, who got maybe. into the who got into the meme the meme coin i, I didn't Doge. i did not have that one i did have cryptocurrency although a word to the wise um show big show news i anticipate that i will be closing on a house for the first time ever on monday and we will have our new show studio preview for you guys in july let's go right Ooh. in time for the fourth of july rumor has it sponsored by dogecoin uh, maybe uh, i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> but i can tell you that with this down payment i was trying to use uh profits that i had taken from some early cryptocurrency investments and that is not what i would recommend to people um Cryptocurrency functions different than what you would have in your brokerage, your 401k, or your Roth IRA. And unfortunately, Fannie Mae is going to give you a hard time with that one. So word to the wise, if you're buying your house, try not to use your cryptocurrency profits to put a down payment on the house because you might get some resistance. Okay, now That's back to exciting stuff. Dumb with Shane's boring corner. Why does it, it matter if you're taking the money out? Why does it matter what you spend it on? So my understanding is that Fannie Mae will only accept money for a down payment that you can definitively prove is yours. And what they require is documentation. In other words, they need to see monthly statements. They need to see account numbers, things like that. And I had But to, you had that. I didn't. With, with cryptocurrency apps, the one that I use at least... That may be a sponsor someday. We're maybe working on a sponsorship. Maybe not. But my account number is my email address. You don't get monthly statements. You don't get quarterly statements. There was nothing that I could possibly show them that they wanted. If you want a transaction history, they give it to you as an Excel spreadsheet. They will take that. <laughs> so it's a no-win proposition. And I guess my dad had told me, maybe he was rambling, but he said he saw 60 Minutes where... There's a guy who specializes in this kind of issue out in California where he works with real estate law. And he was like, you know, I don't know what the hell kind of money you have, but you might need to give this guy a call. <laughs> Sounds just like your dad. Yeah. That's my <laughs> but, uh, limited fake steward. Okay, well, that's good. That's good news because a lot of people are probably going to use their crypto gains well, for Well, it's only on that app, purchases. the app. But he's user. right, though. No, because whatever, I, I'm pretty sure I know the app he's using. All the apps are the same way. Every single one. Because I'm on most of these them, These cryptocurrency too. apps aren't really regulated by anybody. So there's yeah. no, unlike banks, there's no obligation to give you a monthly statement. There's no obligation right. to give you a quarterly report or anything like that. My 401k has that. My Roth IRA has that. My, yeah, but the funny thing is, like, your bank is linked. M most of them, your banks are linked to the account. Well, that's the, that's the other thing. It's so, like... And I don't understand this, and you know, maybe one day we can bring a, a realtor on or somebody who works with mortgage companies to kind of hash this out. But if the funds are cleared and they're in my account, what more proof do you need that the money is mine? Like, Why are, you are you just assuming that I stole it? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have the proof. Like, like I, it's your. You, I, there's KYC identification for when you sign up for crypto accounts or whatever it is. What is K- but, KYC? Because I don't know, and you might want to just tell the listeners too. KYC is essentially uh, them proving like who you are in general. So when you sign up for a cryptocurrency account. Uh, they make you put in your uh, driver's license usually, and then your bank accounts. So like it's Either not that, some scammer or what? like somebody like you know trying to. Um, it, so you're not getting like identity theft or you know something, somewhere from like a different country that's trying to scam you or whatever it is to make sure that you're in the country that you're in in the United States and you're abiding by the laws. Right. That's what KYC is, identification. Right. So it is some kind of regulation, but it, I guess it's not to the level of regulation that the mortgage company expects. So it yeah. puts you in a difficult position because I thought that I was going to need this money to close. And luckily, with the credits, I ended up getting it sorted out where I can kind of just keep that money aside. But, you know, word to the wise, if I can help anybody out with this kind of advice... Because being a first-time home buyer, I figured you could just use whatever money was in your account. Do you, that's you, actually great advice. So well, this is gonna be Shane, good content. Shane gives you terrible advice. First. The first first ever episode or the first ever segment, episode thirty. We we should look into that more because I think it'll help a lot of people, especially since most of the people that are investing in crypto are people our age or even Generation Z. That's another thing that they don't tell you in college. Do you guys have more uh, what they won't tell you in high school or college? Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, cryptocurrency wasn't a thing when we were in a college. Well, it was like Bitcoin early years. Let's, let's stay on the topic. Um, I want to uh, go to uh, Ben's of, top uh, four cryptocurrencies, the, but I don't want anybody to Doge, interpret Doge, that as financial Doge advice. And, uh, Doge, all top four. Nailed um, it. That's a no, by the way. <laughs> let's talk about um, how college... Well, I guess non-business, but college doesn't really talk about i guess um the stock market or like investing your money in the different you know the stock market if invested in the i guess right companies like um especially long term well, well they do but you we have, have to be a finance major for that. right that's yeah. what i'm saying well and but even, that, yeah, it should like be a, college it should be a, your prereqs yeah. don't teach you that which no, everyone takes even in high school we had what was it one quarter so maybe nine weeks that we learned about yeah. the stock market yeah. and even that it was just like plugging it into a simulator and i was like here are the stocks that i chose yeah. they either made money or they lost money okay get out yeah go, go graduate and go to college right and figure this out on your own you bring up a good point though for sure yeah um, th- there's um i mean you guys can talk more about the stock market than than i can but i mean it's a good way to for people who have some you know um income that they can kind of play with to invest and either hopefully make more money off of that money that they invested or um you know just kind of a lot of people i'll tell i'll tell you this a lot of people are very afraid to invest by the way we're not financial advisors so yes anything we, we say is not you know don't this, follow our advice do your own research this is just three just, dudes shooting the breeze on a podcast yeah. that is loosely based around sports and ben's top four of everything but i like where this is going because i feel like a lot of people are scared to invest money because they think they're going to lose it you know either in the short term just because you see a lot of ups and downs and you know two or three months in the stock market you know things happen politically here and there and you see like 10 15 percent swings in the market but the key is to zoom out because in 10, 15 years, the investments that you make, 
99% of the time is going to go up. Essentially what you're saying is it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the key. So I would say don't be afraid because if you put your your funds, your discretionary income in, or whatever it is into a S&P 500 fund, you know, 10 years from now, that you're going to get at least a 5% return. Yeah, and that's historically, yeah. historically, that's what it's been for See, the last but like, that's 30, the problem 40, is 100 pe- years, I people, guess. People in general don't people want to wait. People want quick, yeah. get rich yeah. quick scheme, they, which is why everyone was chasing after Dogecoin this week, yeah. which is why everybody was um, trying to get in on Bitcoin and try to catch a falling knife. Yeah. The GameStop, or, uh, GameStop thing GameStop, is the perfect AMC, example. Yeah, people are... Uh, People don't have patience. Like humans don't have patience, yeah. and that's that's normal. But hey, you know, I I don't invest as much as you know. I don't invest a lot, but you know, the way to make money is to keep it in and just let let it let it build. And and the way to lose money is to gamble on sports because I have absolutely no luck when it comes to <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and I'll say I'm Those happy. I'm happy people made money off Doge and the hype, but. It's good to know that like that's essentially a gamble. That's not like normal investing. And well, like, don't just was, listen to Elon Musk and be like, "Okay, Doge is going up because he tweeted about it." You it know, was literally created hype. as a joke, so you shouldn't be taking it seriously. But people don't. Know. If you want to pump it and dump it, you know that the more power to you. Again, not financial advice to each their own. Exactly. But uh, like, the most important thing that anybody should take out of this is don't rely on using your cryptocurrency profits as part of a down payment for your house yes. and always make sure you do your homework. Do your, yep, do your own research. Yeah, That's the biggest research. thing. Don't listen to anyone. Just do your own research on the topic and then make decisions off that. If, Doge we're not move. financial advisors. What, what <laughs> is, speaking of research, what is the funniest or oddest thing that you ever had to do for, for an academic assignment? Because I remember... I remember Funniest. doing my federal crimes term paper on marijuana policy. And I remember putting all sorts of like gifts from the episode of Family Guy where they legalized marijuana <laughs> in it. And I was like, wow, this is for an advanced degree. And I ended up getting, I got a 93 in that class somehow. I did a research paper. I don't remember the class, but um, it was on one of Mac Miller's like mixtapes. Like we had to choose a mixtape or an album and like, research each song and kind of like what we interpreted the meaning of oh, like, it was, oh did funny. we have that assignment i think it was in like in high school of, english it was find a ballad and then break down a ballad urban and dictionary I, and i of course did the dumbest <laughs> thing all i had to do was just find a normal song that told a story i could have just done the brady bunch theme song right. that would have been the perfect song because that is a ballad yeah Matt but r.i.p here's the yeah. story um, of a My, man named Brady. I don't remember. Always way more titles than anyone probably should. Oh, I did do one um, in a class where I was with uh, Patrick Young, former ah, good UF, times. Uh, will friend you get of the show? Friend of the show, yeah. Uh, will you get and who else? It was uh, Casey. Casey. Yeah, Casey, Casey Prather. Uh, I did a paper on if NASCAR drivers are athletes, mm. and you would think that's you know something like oh everyone would say no, but. When I did the research on it, you know, they go through some grueling it, training. Yeah. If it depends on what you're defining, uh, defining an athlete as. Athlete as, Some would yeah. say competitive eating. I think there is a career in that for some of us. Speaking of which. You. Luck, <laughs> Shane only. Luckily, there is uh, 
a Taco Bell now three minutes down the road. Oh, so great. What are we ordering tonight before we go? Um, oh, well, we should get our good friend uh, Taco Bell Somalia. The, the custom grilled, the Shout custom out, yeah. grilled stuffed burrito, a brainchild of the legendary Tarun Sina, aka Taco Bell Somalia, who got Is who got more? posted by Taco Bell yeah, on their main time. page. Have you guys uh, been f- following? He, he's I like uh, everything he posts. He's up like two thousand followers. Like since we need we've a we need to just him. promote him forever. Not saying that's thanks. We to need us, to do a collab in DC remote show in DC this summer. With Sinha. Oh, he's down for it. I know he brought it up in our interview. Yeah. We should take a train. Uh, we got to find a train that runs as far south. We'll drive to that point. We'll take a train through Washington. Oh, I got a cuz. Up to New York. Done. I got a cuz right there. Done deal. But until then, that's our show. Business on Top, episode 30. We're coming back at you in two weeks, potentially. No show next week. Wait, wait. You got to say why. I'm going up to UF. Oh, for whoa. the legendary. Oh, besides that, the half what's happening? The legendary soon? Brooke Chernoff's UF graduation. Woo. So very nice. Go happy, Gators! Happy graduation oh, to my no, sister. No. Um, ben, come on! Ben. I'm very proud of you, and I'm I'm looking forward to celebrating your graduation Congrats, in Gainesville Brooke. next weekend. But yes, half marathon is happening tomorrow. I also got to get to bed. But in the meantime, everybody have a great weekend and stay tuned. Stay safe. Doge to the moon.